This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Whether your dog is an old, you know, an old one who likes to nap on the front porch or a young puppy who's consistently getting under your feet, we have well, a little bit of both of that scenario. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, you want them to have a healthy, happy life. Caring for your dog is a big responsibility, and a big part of that is making sure uh, what he eats is actually promoting good health. Kibble dog food, it's sterilized, it's dead food. Your dog isn't getting his nutritional needs met. But then there's Rough Greens. Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It is a supplement that you sprinkle on top of the dog food. My dogs love it. It makes them like the food even more. But honestly, the real reason is because it makes the food so much more healthy and alive. You're talking about probiotics, antioxidants, all the good stuff is in Rough Greens, and most dogs love it. Uh, they're going to go crazy for it. Glenn's dog, Uno, went from being the pickiest eater on the planet, and that I'd have to hear about it all the time when we were off the air. Uh, and then he's wolfing down his food uh, really anytime that it's in front of him with Rough Greens. You're going to love it. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Or roughgreens.com slash Beck. Do the best thing you can for your dog with Rough Greens. Radio show here starts in just a second. Last night, uh, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, we want to get your thoughts on the debate and how it went. Who you think won it? Uh, what was your, what was the best part of? The, were there any best parts of that debate last night? Uh, we'll get into that uh, and much more in sixty seconds. From bad news, someday you're not going to be around anymore, and that's uh, sad. But when that happens, it will be the job of your kids and your grandkids to carry on the tradition of bearing witness to history for future generations. And the question you have to ask yourself is, are they going to know the right history to tell? The writers of the Tuttle Twins books know that your kids are being exposed to all sorts of garbage when they step into a history classroom, let alone online. And they've set out to help that change with their Tuttle Twins history books. These are great books. My kids love them. If you want to teach your kids the true principles of our founding, to look up the heroes uh, that built our nation 
and to be excited about personal empowerment instead of victimhood. Gosh, we need that right now. You need to get them the Tuttle Twins history, history books. There's a big sale on these books, so you're going to want to check out right now. Only two days are left, though. Uh, now's a great time to get the Tuttle Twins history books. Great presents for the upcoming holidays as well. They're a big sale uh, going on now. They're throwing in two bonuses for free. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the Veterans Day deal and bonuses. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Uh, the typical warmongering uh, last night uh, I was interested in from Nikki Haley. Eh, to a certain extent, Tim Scott, too, and uh, Chris Christie. Those are the three war hawks, I think, on the stage and that are running for president. What I liked from Ron DeSantis, one of the things, was that um, he wouldn't commit. He's not going to send troops to uh, Ukraine, but he will send troops to the U.S. border. That's nice. I like that, mm-hmm. except I could hear people screaming at their television Posse comitatus, posse comitatus. You can't do that. Posse comitatus. He's going to deal with that if that really happens. If he were to become president and actually fulfill that promise, uh, he'd have a nightmare on his hands. Yo, no, that's true. I mean, I think I don't know. I maybe I didn't take it as you know. I did the old maybe I did the old Trump thing here where I took him seriously, but not literally on that one. Uh, I don't okay. know. You know. There's a lot of legal wrangling that would ha- need to go on with that type yeah. of situation. Yeah. Um, but the point is, I do want someone who's going to take the border seriously, and maybe that yes. prioritizes our own country over foreign escapades. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's. I will say for Haley in particular, and I think well, Tim Scott as well, but he's just not as big a factor in, in the election. Hey, the one thing I will say about Haley is she is outwardly advocating for her point of view and not trying to hide it. And I, I do true. like that. I mean, she yeah. look, there is still a large percentage uh, or a, <clears throat> let's say a significant percentage of conservative voters who view the world that way and are mm-hmm. want to be more aggressive in a, in a foreign policy capacity. And that is a significant group of voters in the primary, and they should have someone who's representing their views on stage. And she does do that. I don't know that the energy of the party is there right now. And I don't know that. I think we're tired of it. I think so, too. I think that that is where most voters are. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about a general election, it's kind of a different story. I mean, the polling on Ukraine is not bad from a general election perspective. I think I want to say it's, a, you know, co- continued funding for Ukraine is something like 58-38-4. Really? Uh, when you talk to a general election audience. That's interesting, um, especially on the day yesterday where uh, Volodymyr Zelensky said, yeah, it's not the right time for elections. Yeah, this is not... They've got an election coming up that's supposed to happen in Ukraine. Yeah, this is not the right time for uh, elections. After, or even as, the Republican candidates are calling, you know, Ukraine this beacon of democracy and freedom and all of that, and they're the ones who are fighting for all of that, as Zelensky is saying that, yeah, we're not going to do an election now. It's not the right time. Oh, hmm. Oh, okay. I thought he had just, did he just revise that and say that now it is the time for an election? I thought he had just come out with that recently, but still. It's no, yesterday, or Monday, he said it's not the right time for election. Not the right time, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the ultimate position to be in. You yeah. know what? Eh, not yeah, the you time. know what? It's not the time. Not so the time. we're not going to do that right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't get the infatuation with Ukraine. I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think, I don't get an infatuation with it. I mean, I, I think it's, 
it's a it's an issue where I totally understand from the Ukrainian's perspective why this is a problem. Well, sure, uh, but I just don't know that yeah, it needs to be our job to to do this, right? And like, if I think the sensible place, I'm tired to of it being our job. Yeah, to take to police the world. It's I, not our job, and our founders would be uh, adamantly against it. Yeah, I do think there there is a there are U.S. interests in in this particular battle because i don't like the idea of no buffer state between russia and nato and nato is essentially us when it comes to war unless we're dropping out of it so we so having that buffer state is important to us i think that is within the scope of american interests but that does the scope of american interest does not extend to getting every inch of territory back for ukraine that is in ukrainian interests yeah and if i was a ukrainian i'd want crimea back i I would want crimea back i want Mm. uh the whole donbass region back Mm -hmm. but hey that's not our gig who was it that said we have they haven't had that since 2014 yeah that was Uh, ramaswamy which i don't think is right they and crimea since 2014 right i don't know about donbass yeah the the other regions now they're there have been times where Putin's like, well, we ran a poll and they said they wanted independence. They're with us now. But it was not understood to be part of Russia, certainly at that time. Yeah. Uh, but that's a whole uh, another story. The point is that what our interest is, is avoiding World War Three. That's my interest, that, at least. Mine, too. I I'm want that to not interested be a thing. In that. Yeah, me, I, I too. Like, you know, sometimes I was like, How about oh, gosh, no nuclear war. How about that? I was super into, uh, gosh, what is what's Return of the Jedi going to be? The third one. I want to see. It's actually the sixth <laughs> one, but whatever. Um, Rocky three. I mm-hmm. really wanted that to come out. Mm-hmm. Really passionate. I can't wait to see it in theaters. Uh, World you can War III. wait on World War Three. Yeah, though. I like feel like they should take their time in the development. Because it's been a while. It's been seventy yeah. some years since the one. <laughs> and I'm okay you know, with the that. last sequel. Get it You're right. Okay. You know, well, let's wait huh. until it's right. All right. Uh, keep 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 it in the edit bays for a while, <laughs> and let's wait on that one. And that's my interest. That's that is what the U.S. interest is, right? To avoid right. World War Three. To yes. avoid having to get involved in a NATO type of conflict with with russia and so to that end everything behind the scenes should be directed in that way instead of telling hey Zelensky, we're going to keep giving you unlimited weapons mm-hmm. for an unlimited amount of time yeah. until you have your ultimate victory and every inch of territory is clawed back you might say those things publicly because you obviously once you back off of that you're no longer negotiating from a you know a, a place of strength but privately what this should be is hey guys We'll do this until this date, which is really soon. So you better figure out a way to mm-hmm. uh, end this. To end this, you tr- you had your attempt at a counter uh, offensive. It hasn't really gone anywhere. Where guys, everyone's locked in. They've probably got landmines all over this territory anyway. It's going to be a catastrophe, even if you get it back. Look behind the scenes. Let's find a way mm-hmm. to wind this thing down because it's not unlimited support from us. Yeah. It doesn't seem yeah. like there's a lot of passion from that from a Haley or a Biden. Uh, you, you do see that, I think, probably from DeSantis. At some level, you probably see it from Trump and and maybe Ramaswamy. But uh, I, the Haley uh, position on this, I don't think is consistent with where the voters are in the primary. Yeah, I don't think so either. Maybe in the general, like you said. Mm-hmm. If it's 58-38, I hadn't heard those numbers That's yet. just the funding. Wow. Does that mean it's <clears throat> everlasting funding? I mean, I don't think... I think if Nikki Haley was president, this, and do they know how know much we, we've already funded that war to the tune of? It's like hundreds of billions of dollars. It's uh, a lot. If you include the military with the humanitarian, whatever else, you know, the, the small business loans and all the stuff we're giving them, it's over $200 billion. It's 
a ton. And are, are you willing to to keep that spigot open the whole time? I mean, Haley, I think certainly is. Yeah, right? she is. If, if Nikki Haley is elected president, there is basically, I, I would, I mean, almost no chance that this war has ended or we're funding it in 2029. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that is, like, basically where I think her position is. I think so, too. And, and there's an argument to be made. There's some smart national policy type conservatives or international policy conservatives who, who say this is the direction it should go. I just see the risk as way too high. Yeah, and me too. And the gain's not high enough. Yep. I, I'm not saying that, like, hey, let's <laughs> just let Russia overrun Ukraine. And, and I, I don't think that's the right answer either. I don't think that would be good. Mm. But our our goal cannot be the exact same goal as Ukraine in the situation. Our goal is different because our interests are different. Our interests are not, yep. hey, they need to have full control of Crimea. That is the right thing. Yeah. I think morally speaking, it is correct. They should have control of that region. It was their yes. territory and it was taken from them. But that is not our interest. We have to be pragmatic in these moments, not just say, hey, well, this is, we're going to keep giving them money, unlimited time, unlimited money, unlimited everything for an unlimited mm -hmm. period of time that drags into the 2030s and 40s. I mean, that can't be the answer here. Can't. All right, let's go to Bill in Michigan. Hey, Bill, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Hi there. Um, I just had some opinions on the debate. I think uh, DeSantis needs to man up a little bit, take a shirt off, ride a horse um, bareback or something, just to, just to give a little bit more masculine-type feel to him. I, think <laughs> I don't know if he has the abs for that. I'm not sure. We'll have to check that out. <laughs> If you put him in the octagon with Nikki Haley, Warbon, or Nikki Haley, I think she'd probably beat him up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He was up, in the military. It doesn't seem like yeah, a weak he's a guy. Veteran. He was in the military. He's a, I don't, my 87-year-old mother thought he, was, he's, he thinks he's sort of wimpy. Um, mm. Now, Vivek needs to quit smiling. Uh, otherwise, he, he just comes off as that schoolyard brat kid you just want to punch in the face. Um, <laughs> Juana McDaniel needs to go because she's clueless on what's going on. And Trump needs to be... Uh, uh, less decisive or divisive and be bring more people into the fold uh, as far as the democrats we are mm. all trump targeted republic under malicious people and i think he should be pushing to bring people together under that to bring more of the democrats on board but uh ron mcdaniel's definitely got to go i've heard some long Appreciate shot pleas Thanks, in my life the idea that <laughs> donald trump is going to be this big uniter yeah. it's just not probably a, not. It's not as it's not a shtick right like that's not <laughs> no. what he does i don't think at 77 years old all of a sudden he's gonna be like you know what <laughs> uh, kumbaya let's all sing together and that's not what he does no he gets people passionate and he and he needs to get you know 50.1 percent of those people to be really passionate and come out and vote for him uh amber in florida hi you're on the okay. glenn beck program okay. with patents too hi thanks for uh taking my call i'm mm -hmm. a constitutional conservative so i'm not rallying behind one candidate at this point but the reality of this debate is that it was a race for vp and not president and uh they need to play into the wheelhouse of the current leader of the GOP, which is Donald Trump. So the winner of this debate that uh, brought attention to truth, and I believe that that was Vivek Ramaswamy, and he did it when he called out NBC. He did it when he called out Nikki Haley on being part of the military-industrial complex. And he did it when he called out the pay-for-play corruption of the current president with Ukraine. Uh, I think that's... I think he... he look, mm -hmm. he, I'm, uh, Vivek is the most most divisive candidates among conservatives that I've ever seen. I mentioned this earlier, but it's it's true in that people either love the guy or can't stand 
Dan to the guy. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly know. don't feel that way about him. And it's him. been I, that way for months now. I don't love him or hate him. I, I think he yeah, has some I like good things to say. He's decent. He's been on the show. I like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Uh, there is that real line. People either see him as I know really he's a busy fake. guy, though. He's a busy, yeah. busy man who has no time for a morning show. Uh, <laughs> at least not an early no, well, morning show, because right. this show does happen live in the morning. Yeah, but when and you've had him on times. here on this show, but on Pat Gray Unleashed, which is from six to eight central, couldn't make it. Too busy that time of day. That's a very busy time. For very, him. very busy. Very and we even. <laughs> I even said, look, you know what we could do is uh, tape the interview later in the day. Wow. If 6 to 8 is not well, good. Well, he's busy at that time of day, busy at that time of day He's busy early and yeah. late. If you have another slot. Well, what, if it's, what if it's somewhat early but not late? No. He's, no, he's, he's got busy brunch. that time of day, yeah, too. Yeah, a br- so. big brunch date uh, <laughs> that day. Uh, and he's doing his hair. Uh, that's all. Yeah. you know. He's and busy. He's got good hair. He's, there he, he does. He does. Uh, fascinating. It really, I, I, I don't know what it is about Ramaswamy where he just hits people. Yeah, uh, it's, that weird. Way. it's weird. It's weird. Again, I, the VP thing I think is is interesting. I don't think everyone on stage is running for VP. Ron DeSantis is not running for VP because there's no, no. chance he will get VP. Uh, I no don't think chance. Nikki Haley's doing that. I don't think uh, Chris Christie is certainly not doing and that. And Vivek brings nothing to the table for Trump. So it's unlikely to me that he would be the pick for hmm. for vice president. What's he going to bring to the to the table? You need somebody He's, who's going to help you in a swing state. Uh, maybe. I mean, first of all, his home state is Ohio, right? So I mean, there's. I don't know that you don't really need him in Ohio no. anymore. That was a swing state in 2004. Not really so much today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did see the results from yeah, the, were this week that were not weird. positive. So maybe it's something to keep on the maybe. table. Bigger though, I think what Trump wants out of a. I don't know what Trump wants out of a VP. I was just going to rant on this, and God only knows, because yeah, Mike knows? Pence doesn't fit this this at all. But what I, what it seems like he would want <laughs> is someone who will go on television and argue passionately for his positions when mm-hmm. he's not there to do it. And Ramaswamy would be really yeah, good true. at doing he that. He could do that. Because he doesn't care at all. 888-727-BECK with your thoughts. Uh, more coming up in one minute. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now is the time for you to reduce your monthly bills and start saving money. And, uh, that, you know, 100%, uh, honestly, uh, God only knows where things are going to be a year from now uh, at this point. Six months from now. Tomorrow. Who knows? If you're someone who's had to use credit cards a lot, chances are fair that you could end up in debt uh, up to your eyeballs, eventually. It happens all the time. If you're a homeowner, it's time to do something about this. Give American Financing a call. In 10 minutes, they can do a free f- financial review that will show you what your options are. People are doing this and saving $700 a month, every month. Imagine what you could do with money like that. Imagine how much more free you could be knowing financially you're getting out from under that debt. American Financing is America's home for home loans, and they've been hiring people, you know, that can really know this industry and can help you. And they've been helping people get free of their financial burdens for over 20 years. Be the next person they help. Why not? American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Florida. Hey, Jeff. Welcome. Good. Howdy, howdy. Hey. I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think he was rambling at all. Just, just wore my battery down, being on hold. 
Listen, I went to the the, uh, the, the Trump rally last night in Miami-Dade County, mm-hmm. city of Hialeah, which is heavy, heavy Hispanic, predominantly Cuban. Uh, Trump brought the masculinity. I think if that was a question of what the other candidates might be looked at when, when you were talking about the debate, there was no, no doubt about that last night. Uh, Trump arrived. He delivered a great speech. The crowd was was it was a place was packed, full of energy, and he did go on the immigration thing. I, I mentioned Hialeah and the Cubans' immigration about Trump saying let's we have to remove people, and the crowd erupted with applause. And that was that was a big moment in that. Mm, that's great. Now, Jeff, you were so you were there. Yep. There was a lot of uh, maybe you said it was packed. A lot of people were posting pictures of it not being quite packed. Was that was that BS? Were people lying about that? Well, it depends on what time of day you pack it. It was it was at a right. at a that's what a, I wondered a, a, a stadium mm-hmm. where you have uh, football games. Okay. You know, they had a standing room only area. They had the bleachers, and this is South Florida in November. Um, the sun's shining on one side of the bleachers. You know, we're not, we're not stupid. We're not going to go stand there. In the sun <laughs> yeah, so I'll the, believe the me. The side was in the shade was packed, okay. and then as the sun went below the the horizon of the the on our side the other stands were packed the whole place was packed that wow makes, that makes sense no, yeah because that's yeah. The, the big story the takeaway from the press on that last night was that there was a lot of empty seats yeah, yeah. that uh, is what they said that's interesting and i will say as a person who's gone to Thanks, uh, Jeff. many texas rangers games in the old stadium in the middle of the summer yeah that's how the, the stadium would look right. one side is completely empty and the other side in the shade is completely packed because it was just so hot although november i, I mean november isn't is it that hot in Florida? In I went to a BYU game uh, at uh, in Austin at the University of Texas a mm. couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, and uh, it was eighty six degrees, and the sun was beating right in my uh. face the whole game. Yeah, I didn't want to sit there. I I was wishing I would have stayed home because <laughs> it is miserable. So yeah, it's kind of understandable that sure. people wouldn't stand there for a couple of hours in the Miami heat. That's just not fun, and. You know, it's probably humid there too. I would I would suspect. So uh, that's an interesting perspective for somebody who was actually there that it was packed and that there weren't a lot of empty seats. Uh, let's go to Mark in Florida. Hey, Mark. Oh, hello, Pat. So hey. I would like to say one thing about last night's debates. You know, it's funny how all these Republicans are running with all the ideas that Trump did already: making America energy independent, safe borders, protecting America, and stopping wars from happening. The lowest GDP, the lowest unemployment, the lowest inflation. Now, when you think about all these candidates, do you want to copy, or do you want the original back in office? And my question to you guys is this: Which one of these candidates do you think will hit the ground running, accomplishing all these? Uh, uh, achievements. Hmm. I don't think we're going to brag about the lowest GDP. I don't. That's, that's not actually. Uh, you, you want the highest one. Um, but look, I, that's the argument for Trump, right? He's done mm-hmm. it already, and if you believe mm-hmm. he accomplished all of those things, you're going to vote for him. He's already got those people, right? Yeah. But I also believe DeSantis is capable capable oh, of that. I think. Absolutely. I, I think he could hit the ground running, but. I don't know. I haven't decided. I haven't made up my mind yet, and that's what the primary process is all about. I've already right? made up my mind for Doug Burgum. Have you really? Burgumentum all the way. And what about uh, Asa Hutchinson? Asa Hutchinson. <laughs> what about that? I don't know. He's going to make his run. People aren't talking he about is. that. I know. The Hutchinson run is right around the corner. <laughs> uh, let me talk to you about Mantis. Uh, how often are you getting out to the gun range and practicing <laughs> your shooting? Is it I don't know, once a week, once a month? Maybe once a year, once a year, maybe once every few years, mm-hmm. you know, could be that if you jo- enjoy target practice, but you know, you think about the prices of it. Uh, oh gosh. And it drives you crazy. Uh, if you would love a way to practice without having to drop a ton of cash every single time, 
Well, that's great. You got Mantis X. Uh, it's a high-tech, easy-to-use system used widely by the military and helps you improve your shooting quickly. You attach it to your firearm and connect it with an app on your smartphone or tablet via Bluetooth. Then, whenever, whether you're fighting, you know, firing actual rounds or even dry firing and practicing, it will give you instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct your technique. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. Wow. It's like having the firearms instructor that you want right in your front pocket. And just as importantly, it's going to save you a ton of money. Start improving today. You can get yours right now at MantisX.com. It's so important to be in good practice with your firearm. MantisX.com. It's MantisX.com. Read the exclusive January 6th investigation into Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn. I think you're going to be fascinated. It's at TheBlaze.com. Check it out. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Um, we're talking about the debate. Uh, let me quickly just mention this Harry Dunn situation, the Capitol Police officer. Um, you want to check? You want to check out the latest on the Blaze uh, about him? And Glenn's got a special coming up on this. Um, but he lied repeatedly and ridiculously on uh, uh, on the stand, on the witness stand. The guy's mentally ill, left out a whole bunch of issues that he faces. And uh, so check that out at theblaze.com right now. And then uh, watch the watch those, you know, the blaze for uh, when that when that uh, comes out, because uh, Glenn's uh, doesn't he have a special on this coming up? I'm not sure. Seems like I just read about that this morning. So, um, all right, we've got we got the uh, debate situation uh, from last night, which was, as we mentioned, uh, I think, and and I think you do too, Stu, the, the best so far, which is not saying enough. <laughs> Very lot. low hurdle to clear. Very low, but I do think they cleared it. It was it was you know it was a good. It wasn't a ton of back and forth, other than the the highly no because they, they wouldn't allow me moments. Yeah, and uh, Les Holt wouldn't. Wouldn't allow it. And honestly, I kind of understand the approach after the last one, which was completely catastrophic. I yeah. mean, it was it was the worst was debate I've ever seen in my life. Thing. It was a cluster thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm uh, I was happy to see at least some conversation. Again, I, I think someone pointed this out a little earlier. One of the co- phone callers. By the way, you can get in line now. Eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. This is, seems like a, everyone's just kind of running for vice president, and there is that feel to it. It doesn't have mm-hmm. the energy, it doesn't have the juice of a normal debate yeah, season right. because Trump everybody's has so decided far not behind. to do it. And and you know when they're when they're in one case forty seven points I think behind in one of the polls. I, that's not typical, but it, these they're thirty plus points behind. Um, even the the closest candidate to Donald Trump is so far behind him that you're like, okay, they don't have a chance. Yeah, I mean, you don't have a chance. DeSantis is a good 30 points behind in Iowa. And that's the one where everyone says, well, it's a lot closer in Iowa. It is closer in Iowa, but it's 30, <laughs> 30, still points. 30 points. Now, he did get this big endorsement from uh, the Iowa governor that we yeah, mentioned Yeah, so maybe earlier. that'll help. That'll probably help uh, at some level. I don't know how much. Um, but, you know, endorsements don't typically make massive differences, but it could move the polls a little bit. Um, you still have Haley is in second place in New Hampshire and South Carolina now. Of course, South Carolina is going to be you know, one of her best performing states, you'd think, considering she's the former governor of the state. But 
it's still, if you looked at this kind of in normal terms, you'd still look at this race and be like, and think it's not really a race. I mean, when the best days of RFK Jr. in the Democratic primary looked somewhat similar to where the Republican primary is right now. I mean, you know, like RFK Jr. never really was consistent around 20%. He only had one poll that was there. But if you look at him around 20% and and you say, well, DeSantis is also around 20%, that gap is large. Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. And, and and of course you still have the RFK junior independent candidacy, which is going to, who knows what that's going to do. I I think more polls have showed it's going to hurt Biden than Trump, but there have been examples where it hurts Trump as well. I have no idea Mm -hmm. what's going to happen on that one. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. And some Uh, of it, too many conservatives have been hoodwinked by that guy because he's good on a couple of issues. Yeah. He is good in a couple of issues. He's really, he's really good. If you didn't, if you didn't like what happened during the pandemic, he's really good on that. He's really good on the border right now, but he hasn't always that's been. That's all. That's a new flavor. That's I don't know where thing. that came from. It's, he's really, really bad on abortion, on climate warming. change. On, I mean, he wanted, he wanted to execute Glenn Beck. And Rush Limbaugh. And, and Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. Uh, that, was, uh, that was a real thing that happened. Yeah, it's a real uh, thing. Also, I would say. He, he hasn't come on the show, by the way, has he? No, he did answer. Glenn did a, um, a <clears throat> collection of questions to all the candidates. And including said, him. Including him. And he did answer them. And Glenn liked a lot of his answers. Uh, you know, I, I, Well, I, that's the thing. I mean, he can trick you. He's kind of, you know what he he's, is, is basically an old school Democrat. That's yeah, really what he is. If you true. go back to the 60s and 70s, you'd find a lot of people. Surprising who, in the Kennedy family because they're all old school. Yeah, they're well, all except school? for Ted. But but old JFK and RFK. Go back and look at old school guys. You were the one that, that brought this to my attention, I don't know, probably five or ten years ago now. But the clip of Harry Reid going off on the border in the 90s. Right. I mean, the guy sounds sounded like a Republican. Like a Republican. They, they, there was a time. Same with Chucky e. Schumer back in the early 2000s. Yeah. There was a time where de- Democrats took the border seriously, mm-hmm. not because they care about the border, but because they care about union jobs. And they were worried about union jobs being undercut. That was right. the position of the Democratic Party for a long time. He maintains it. RFK Jr. just maintains that same position. He's also very similar to 60s and 70s Democrats when it comes to war. Right. Like that whole era of Democrats were anti-war basically at all cost, shrink the military. Mm -hmm. This is who RFK Jr. is. Uh, And so, you know, look, he's good on some things. And they're certainly not there now. Yeah. He seems to be good on Bitcoin, for example. How real is that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether to trust the guy on some of the things that you can trust Mm -hmm. him that he really doesn't like vaccines. That one is that's Mm -hmm. been fundamental to who he's who he is for a very long time. Mm -hmm. You can trust him on that. If that's what you're voting on, then you're probably going to like RFK quite a bit. But you probably are already liked him for a long time. Uh, You know, I I don't know how he's appealing to conservatives outside of that one issue, which is obviously just a brand new issue for conservatives. That's always been a a left wing, left leaning viewpoint. There's been conservatives who have been there. Um, I'm not saying there's been none, but fa- overall, you're talking about people like Jenny McCarthy and Jim Carrey. And, you know, that's been the, the, the collection of people who were really passionate about that. And one issue voters on that particular topic largely were more left in the past until mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I'm not surprised he made some inroads there. But yeah. do I think he's going to get 22 percent as an independent? No, I do no. Not. I don't think that's actually going to hold up. We'll see. Right. Uh, Mike in Maryland. Hi, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, I'm, I'm very concerned about uh, inflation, and nobody's mentioning it. If um, if uh, you take these four items that I heard an economist talking about, it was uh, the electric 
the gas in your car, your food, and the heating oil for your home. They're all going up after the first of the year, mm. an average of 7.5%. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he gives, uh, gives the uh, people that depend on Social Security 3.2%. They are way behind before they even start. You're going to see old people with tents sitting in the streets. <clears throat> At least you won't have uh, needles out there. You'll have depends. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a new problem. Thanks, Mike. Uh, that's, it's true. It was not mentioned a lot. Now, there's some understandable reasons for that, considering international affairs have dominated the past month of coverage. So I understand why they may be led with international affairs. But you're right. Like, this is the number one issue for It took for about an hour to get to something domestic. It, yeah. it was a long time. Yep. Uh all right, let's go to Dwight in South Carolina. Hey, Dwight. Hi, guys. Um, Enjoying your show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the one thing that I wanted to point out is the United States made a promise to Ukraine back when Ronald Reagan was president, when Ukraine mm-hmm. gave up their nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley pointed that out and did it very well. Mm-hmm. She did. And for us to abandon Ukraine at this time <laughs> is just wrong. Um the other thing is, the way that we support them is with use of weapons, not with money. Yeah. Money is just an easy way to corrupt themselves. Yes, And we right. see that every day, and that is a point, again, that came from Nikki Haley. Uh, we use uh, proper support. Nobody makes that support from the stage about Israel. And trust me, I think we should support Israel. But when we're talking about Ukraine, I really think that's a bigger deal than Israel is. Uh, because it's about a um, uh, domino effect in, in Europe. Uh, Israel, of course, is a single nation. But when we're talking about Ukraine, you're talking about the next um, um, country in line in NATO. So let's, mm-hmm. let's defend them before it gets to NATO. So I, I, Look, I, I think the, 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 there Thanks, being Dwight. a buffer state between Russia and NATO is in our interests. Again, yeah. we're not, it's not about letting russia overrun everybody in ukraine i mean that no and might, it's not a ba- about abandoning them yeah. necessarily it's but trying like to you end said, this thing somehow as quickly as possible because right. you don't know how it's going to escalate right. and yes you know you could say well oh mm-hmm. we don't want to send money we want to send weapons and and like i get that you're right i mean it's better it's in some ways but it also is worse in some ways because it, russia is a nuclear superpower on they have more nuclear weapons than we do and they are seeing a situation Thanks to the start treaty by the way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are seeing a situation in which we are supplying weapons that are killing their soldiers yeah now, i i understand that's how this leads to world war that's III. how it leads potentially to world war III. yeah that's yeah. i mean like they at some point especially especially if they start losing mm-hmm. you vladimir putin's going to look for a way to escalate this because he can't lose he cannot lose this fight you can't mm-hmm so, I, look, it's in our interest to, to not not to let them get overrun and have a bunch of people be murdered, but it is in our interest to try to get this over as quickly as possible. And the Middle East is incredibly important, and Israel as well is a huge ally, probably second only to uh, Great Britain. Um, and there's some other responsibilities there to Israel, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. As a Christian person, we've got some responsibilities there, uh, biblically speaking. Um, there's people who disagree with that, of course, but um, it's also strategically incredibly important in the Middle East. Uh, so, 
and not to mention the fact that we've got 20 hostages in the hands of a Hamas. Yeah. And our soldiers have been attacked by Iranian forces and Iranian um, proxies in the Middle East. And we've uh, there's been, what, 40 injured troops uh, who are U.S. troops on bases in Syria being attacked mm-hmm. by uh, Iran and their proxies in Hamas. So uh, we do have American interest in Israel. And by the way, just another recommendation, if you happen to be running a a small to moderate sized country that's a nuclear power, don't give up your nuclear weapons, even when America Mm. asks you to, because (laughs) I will tell you, nothing good comes. This situation would be much better if Ukraine had just kept their nuclear weapons. Yeah. Because, and I know that's, that's, that was controversial. Somewhat of a deterrent, though. It is a deterrent. These countries don't get overrun. Mm Mm-hmm. Once you have them, you don't want to give them up. This is why we want to prevent people like Iran from getting them, right? The only country who has ever given them up, really, because, I mean, Ukraine's a weird situation. They were technically the Soviet, and they were splitting from the Soviet Union. So, in in Mm -hmm. a way, they weren't theirs, but I would have held on to them if I were Ukraine. Uh, South South Africa is the only one who's ever done it. They just gave them up. And again, they're not in a region where it's necessarily all that important. But you don't give them up once you get them, because this sort of stuff can happen to you. Mm-hmm. And and Ukraine is f- facing the ramifications of that decision many years later. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. All right, make no mistake, we are fighting a spiritual battle as we protect the most innocent among us, babies in their mothers' wombs. Preborn stands on the front lines of this battle, and their network of clinics are positioned in the highest abortion areas, often next to abortion mills, where unspeakable evil takes place. Every single day, Preborn offers God's love and life to protect hurting women and precious preborn babies. And every time a baby is saved, which happens a couple hundred times a day in preborn clinics all around the country, every time that happens, good conquers evil. And they can't do it alone. This is where you come into the picture. The reason the ministry of preborn is able to continue helping mothers save their babies' lives is that generous donations from people just like you keep pouring in. You are the key to their success. So please make your most generous gift to empower good and rescue precious souls for just 28 bucks. You can sponsor an ultrasound that doubles a baby's chance at life. To donate securely, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. It's pound 250. The keyword is baby or go to preborn.com slash Beck, preborn.com slash Beck, preborn.com slash Beck, sponsored by Preborn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Yeah, welcome. Oof. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Big reactions from last night's debate. Tons of phone calls. 888-727-BECK is the phone number we have time to take a, another let's uh, go with jay in new york jay welcome to the glenn beck program with pat and Stu. hey pat and Stu, good to talk to you great to talk to you hey guys hey guys i did watch the debate last night but i kind of want to pivot a little bit how come i don't hear more people talking about what we're doing to prevent the election from being stolen again that's a good question like in, mm-hmm. like in 2020 mm-hmm. i mean it was, it was pretty conclusive <laughs> that they produced midnight votes 
via mail-in ballots. I think you've touched oh. on Stu's favorite topic. <laughs> my only well, here's my issue, and and I appreciate the call, Jay. And, I, and it's a, it's it's a question that a lot of people have, so it's good to talk yeah. about. But like, I think we should do more as Republicans, or if you are a Republican, I'm actually not a registered Republican. I'm just a conservative. But we should be encouraging our base to get out the vote to. Uh, to gather up people like Democrats do and take them to the polls and make sure they can vote too. We should be doing like-minded things. Even if they didn't steal the election, let's do the things that get mass amounts of people to the polls. Well, my, I guess my this is, you're highlighting, I think, how where my concern comes in on this point, Pat, okay. which is why? why? Why should we do the things you just recommended? Why? What's the point of that? Uh, so that we win? But do you win? Because if you're mm-hmm. convinced that every election is going to be stolen, there's no real point in going out and voting, right? Because yeah, it's going to get don't, stolen from I you. I don't buy into that right. necessarily. No, I know. And I, I think a lot of people say, okay, well, maybe it happened last time. Honestly, like if... if I think there were problems. I, I, I mean, if you've watched Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 Mules, you know there were some problems. But the, I think the, the, the question is what, whether you're talking about it or not. Now, what the right thing to do is... Obviously, places like Georgia and Texas have passed really good laws that have helped, I think, the security of the vote going forward. And I think that's the right thing to do. But you have to realize that a lot of these states that people are concerned that were stolen last time have Democrats in control and have had Democrats in control ever since the last one was stolen. So if you get to that point where it it, it can become a sort of defeatist loop, right, where Mm -hmm. you're thinking only about the election being stolen and not getting people out. If the election is going to be stolen, we're all screwed. Yeah, we're all screwed. There's probably no way to stop it because Democrats have control of enough states to be able to take this at every state. Yeah. So the better way to 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 go forward is to do everything you can to to protect the election and the election integrity. But in addition, act as if none of that's going to happen and and do the best job you can do to get people out to the polls and all the things that Pat just suggested, because if they're going to steal it, you're probably screwed anyway. If they're not, you need people. I'll tell you, in Ohio. Republicans just didn't come out. That was the problem in Ohio. It wasn't because abortion is unpopular. It was because, or, or uh, pro-life side is unpopular in Ohio. It was because Republicans did not get activated in Ohio. They were outspent and did not get activated and did not show up to vote for life. That's bad. That's really bad. More coming up. The Glenn Beck Program.